Hey guys, this may not sound like the most anointed, choreographed word that you've ever heard before, but it is the power of God. The kingdom of God is what Jesus preached. And today I am a carrier of the seed of the kingdom of God. The devil will come to personally steal the word of the kingdom immediately, immediately. And it's up to you whether you are willing to receive the word of the kingdom of God. Jesus puts the responsibility on you, the hearer. He puts the responsibility. Are you going to allow the worries of the world to choke the seed? Are you going to spring up quickly with joy, but then not have any root? Those who understand the word, those who receive the word into their hearts, you see, the Word has the power of God to heal you, to save you, and to deliver you. Receive the engrafted Word, which is able to save your souls today. Listen to this Word. Listen carefully. Take notes. Go back and listen to it again. And you will be changed. And you will bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. I've been Jonathan, and you are going to listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan and I'm just so excited to be able to bring you a message that Jesus Christ himself preached. And I'm very concerned because of many, many Christians are falling away and they don't even know it. We read in Revelation that Jesus Christ called the church to repentance and he said that the church was was naked and they didn't realize that they were naked. He also warns us that in the last days, many will fall away, that the love of many will grow cold, that many will say to Jesus, Lord, Lord, and he will say, I never knew you. Remember, Jesus Christ is the one in John chapter 10, verse 28, who said, Fear the one. You should fear the one who can throw your soul into hell. And many Christians have talked to me about, about how God is so loving, about how God is so kind and loving, and he loved the prostitutes and he loved the tax collectors. And that is true. Absolutely, he is love. But love is also discipline. The God of love said, if you love me, then you will obey me. We can't talk about his character and yet throw away all of his words. And I'm very, 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 you know, scared for these Christians. I can't talk to them. Some of them, I've told them the truth and they never talk to me again. Others I've had to block because they were taken captive by the devil to do his will. Here it is in Matthew, sorry, John 28, verse 28 of, of John chapter 10. He said, <laughs> my sheep uh, hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. I have given to them the gift of eternal life and they 
will not be snatched out of my hands. None of them will be lost. It looks like I've got the wrong scripture verse. I just wrote it down, so let me double check for you today. Matthew 10, 28. So I'm in John 10, 28. Forgive me, guys. So Matthew 10, 28. I spent about 20 years in the New King James Version, and I'm loving the passion. I can't get out of it because it speaks to my heart, and I can't seem to find anything because it's in a very different translation. Um, Matthew 10, 28. Of course, Matthew's the very direct one, isn't he? Matthew 10, 28. Don't be in fear of those who can kill only the body but not your soul. Fear God who is able to destroy both your soul and body in hell. And what I would love to summarize for you today, maybe you know somebody who needs to hear this. Maybe you are a Christian who needs to hear this. But the way I can summarize it is that these Christians, they don't know the the kingdom of god they they know jesus the you know jesus the the uh you know the the friend you know jesus the rabbi jesus the teacher but they don't seem to know jesus the king you know he's the everlasting father he's the prince of peace and and he is he is fearful Hebrews says, you know, you don't want to fall into the hands of the living God. You know, make, you know, you need to clear your debt on the way to the judge. You know, Jesus said, make sure you forgive because God, you know, he's not going to forgive you if you haven't forgiven others. So there are some really, really, really strong words that he's preaching here. And so today I just want to I want to read this parable about the wedding banquet because I really believe that it's going to help you to to understand the kingdom of God in his own words. So Matthew chapter 22 and verse 11, it says, But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed there was a man who was not wearing any wedding clothes. So This parable, I'm going to read it now, starting in verse 1. As was his custom, Jesus continued to teach the people using allegories. He teached the reality of heaven's kingdom by saying, There was once a king who arranged an extravagant wedding feast for his son. On the day of the festivities, he sent his servants and summoned all the invited guests but they chose not to come. Notice that they chose not to come. So the king sent out more servants to inform the invited guests, saying, Come, for the sumptuous feast is now ready. The oxen and fattened cattle have been killed, and everything is prepared. Come, come to the wedding feast for my son and his bride. But the invited guests were not impressed. One was preoccupied with his business, Another went off to his family enterprise and the rest seized the king's messengers and shamefully mistreated them and even killed them. This infuriated the king. So he sent his soldiers to execute 
those murderers and had their cities burned to the ground. Okay, I'm going to pause here. This is Jesus the king, and he's putting himself in this parable because he's he's often talking about a king. He's often talking about a father. He's often he's always talking about himself. You can find yourself in a parable. You can find Jesus in the parable. In the parable of the sower, you know, he's the one who sows the seed of the word of God. And you can find yourself in the parable of the sower because you are the one who receives the word. So similarly, you and I are the ones. Are we the ones who were preoccupied with our business? Are we the ones that are going off to our farming enterprise? Or are we the ones who are seizing the king's messengers and shamefully treating them? That's happened to me. I've had people shamefully treat me when I'm not being myself. I'm acting as God's messenger. Okay? It said this infuriated the king, so he sent his soldiers to execute those murderers and had their cities burned to the ground. So again, this is a God is very clear. I'm not saying he's an angry God, but he said that he will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. So you may be a homosexual, you may be a tax collector, a sinner or whatever, and say, you know, Jesus loves me. That's true. But if you love him, you will stop sinning. If you love him, you will obey him because Jesus, who is the king, who says these things, who wrote the Bible, who created you and me in heaven and earth and the one who's going to judge you know, all of us, he said to stop sinning. Remember, he is holy. You know, I'll say it again. He is holy. And there might be a time of grace, but if you look at the whole of the Bible, if you really read the Bible, I wonder whether these people really read the Bible. They come at me with all of these scriptures about how I'm, you know, whatever, a white Anglo-Saxon privileged heterosexual white whatever guy. You can call me whatever you want, but the word of God speaks to itself. The word of God speaks to it for itself. And this parable goes on. Verse 8, so the king said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready. Yet those who had been invited to attend didn't deserve the honor. Now I want you to go into the streets and alleyways and invite anyone and everyone you find to come and enjoy the wedding feast in honor of my son. So that was me. I'm pausing again. That was me because I was not first choice. I, God chose the fools of the world to, just, to, to, to confound the wise. I was one found in an alleyway. You know, not literally, but yeah, spiritually, absolutely, that was me. You can read my testimony in my books or in my first book and in my podcast. I go over it in my uh, blog going on verse 10 of Matthew 22. So the servants went out into the city streets and invited everyone to come to the wedding feast, good and bad alike, until the banquet hall was crammed with people. Now, when the king entered the banquet hall, he looked with glee over all of his guests. But then he noticed a guest who was not wearing the wedding robe provided for him. 
So he said, my friend, how is it that you are here and you're not wearing your wedding garment? But the man was speechless. Then the king turned to his servants and said, tie him up and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be great sorrow with weeping and grinding of teeth. For everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. Okay, guys, so let's look at this this parable again there he's invited good and bad you've got to remember this is where we are at the moment there are people in your church who the bible says are blemishes at your love feast okay there are christians people who call themselves after his name but who do not obey him remember it's the one who is standing on the rock When the winds and the waves crash, who is going to be able to remain? Jesus said not to separate the sheep and the goats yet, not to collect the weeds yet. In other parables, Jesus said that the angels will go out at the end of the age. We're not there yet, but at the end of the age, the angels will go out and collect all of the wheat and the weeds together at the time of harvest. So right now, you will find wheat and weeds in church. You will find good and bad in church. There will be people who are in church who are not Christian. You know, there might be gay priests. There might be churches that are pro this or pro that. And there's all sorts of denominations, but that does not disqualify the word of God. You have to decide a you personally working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Are you personally obeying the word of God? Are you personally plugged into the vine? You need to know God. You need to obey God. You can't stand on judgment day and say, oh, but my pastor didn't tell me. Because there was a man who was in this wedding banquet. Remember, the king was happy for bad people to be there. He was he's happy to forgive the sins of tax collectors. He's happy to forgive the sins of homosexuals. He's happy to forgive the sins of everyone. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. All of them were invited. All of them made the king glad. Except for the one who did not wear. Now this is really important. Who did not wear the garment that was provided for him. Because He had provided for the guests. He had invited those who had nothing. He had invited the people who were bad and good. He had invited the people who were homeless, who were on the corners of the alleyways, the streets. So he knows that these people, they don't know etiquette. They can't speak the language. They don't have a diplomatic advisor. They probably don't even brush their teeth or shave. They probably don't shower. But he gave them a wedding garment. And that is you and I. You and I, every parable, we're meant to find ourselves in the parable or it won't change us. It won't be effective. So you and I have been given the blood of Jesus Christ. And I say this again, we will be held accountable for what we did with his blood. Did we apply his blood? Did we drink his blood? Or did we like this man who was speechless, are we going to stand before God one day? 
And it will happen. That day is going to come for all of us. Some to come into the Father's blessing, to go to paradise, to, to hear well done, good and faithful servants, but others to be cast into extreme black darkness forever in a body that won't die. We will be able to say that we received Jesus. Jesus said this is eternal life, to to believe in the Son. But if we believe in the Son, Paul says, the Bible says, John says, we will be like him. We will walk as Jesus walked. Are you walking as Jesus walked? John says you will not sin. If you are a Christian, you cannot, you will not continue to sin. It's in the Bible. To the pure, all things are pure. Now, you and I will be found to either be wearing the wedding garment, which is Christ. We have eaten his body. We have drunk his blood. We have, we have confessed our sins. We have followed in his teachings. We are in the word. Jesus said, my words will never pass away. Heaven, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So this man, there were good and there were bad. And all were invited. But this one man had no wedding garment. That was a big problem. It wasn't a problem that he was good. It wasn't a problem that he was bad. It was a problem that he had refused the gift of Jesus Christ that was offered. He had rejected the Son. John says this is the Antichrist, the one who rejects the Son. Now, many Christians, they... They reject the Son because they don't obey Him. They go to church. They, they're at the wedding banquet. As Paul said, there are clouds without rain whose consciences are seared, and they're at your church, he said. Some have been taken captive to do the devil's will. I mean, Satan entered into Judas personally. Jesus gave his disciples some bread and Satan went in after the bread inside of the body of Judas. You know, think about that. You know, we we have to choose who we're going to obey. And I believe many Christians, they, they don't read the Bible. They, they don't know. They don't understand. And, and I thank God for this time of testing. You and I have been through a time of testing because of persecution, because of what is going on in the earth. The church has been shaken. There's been a shaking. But listen, things are beautiful right now. Things are beautiful. You might think this is bad, but we have seen nothing yet. And I believe the shaking is going to continue I'm not saying that, you know, that the Antichrist is going to come and that that revival won't happen. No, revival, it happens in the midst of persecution, in the midst of the shaking. We are giving, being given an opportunity to choose God today while he may be found. So now is the time to repent. For each and every one of us, we need to you know, confess our sins because he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. 
Father, we weigh ourselves on the word of God. We weigh ourselves on scriptures. We don't get distracted by videos and, and interpretations that, that are trying to water down the word. The Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed, and it is useful for teaching. It's useful for edification. It's useful for correction. So get into the word of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict you of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Read the book of Revelation and allow Jesus' words to cut you to the heart. Like those, you know, whom heard, who heard Peter on the, in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. They were cut to the heart like the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Their hearts burned within them because they had been with Jesus. We, we are spiritually dead if we are not being cut to the heart, if we're not reading the word of God, allowing it to change us, if we're not being convicted of our sin always by the Holy Spirit, causing us to run into our good Father's bosom. We approach the throne of grace with confidence. We don't just say that we're a Christian and then go about our daily life like those people in the parable who were going about their business who didn't have time for God. He said to seek first the kingdom. So let's start by doing that. Let's start by, by obeying the words of our King, Jesus Christ, who said we need to lose our lives to find it we need to carry our cross. We need to leave fields and wives and husbands and receive in this life and in the life to come. We need to bet all of our eggs in one basket. And it's the kingdom of God. Just a little bit of revelation for some of you out there who are maybe a little bit mature or you feel like you're already doing all of this. That's wonderful. And for you... And God's saying that the, the testing that you're having, the contention, rather the battle that you're in, it isn't about you. Of course, the devil hates you because you bear the image of God. But the contest is about the word that you carry. You see, when, when the word of God came to Jesus, the spirit drove him out into the wilderness to be tested by the devil to be tempted by the devil. But what happens is Jesus was carrying the word. He was carrying the seed of the kingdom. And you are a threat. Listen, I'm right about this. Hear me. You are a threat to the devil, not because of who you are, but because of who God is, because of who you carry. If you are carrying the seed of the kingdom, then you're a threat. You're not the threat, but the seed inside of you is the one thing that can displace the devil. The one thing that can, that can take out the devil and displace his kingdom is the kingdom of God. So if God's given you a word, it's that word that is being tested. Let me just make it really practical. Let's say God said that he has healed you. God said he, he wakes you up in the middle of the night or an angel appears to you or it comes in a dream or a vision, but you know that you know that you know that God said you are healed. You may have read it in the, in the word. Somebody might have prophesied whatever the, your revelation or experience. 
then you get sick and that the word is being tested. So are you going to implement the word or are you going to believe your circumstances? You, so what you do is you take that word, whatever it is, it may not be about health, it may be about finance, it may be about something else, but God has spoken to you, you're carrying that word. And even if you have not had an experience, you don't need an angel to appear to you because you have the Bible. So you know that by Jesus stripes you are healed. So what you do is you, you contend, you use that word that you've been given. It's called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's called speak and the mountain will be moved. It's called by your tongue you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You overcame by the word of your testimony in Revelation. So what I'm saying is the, you are carrying the word of God right now. You might have a little bit. You might have a lot, but you are a weapon. You are a threat to the enemy. And what he is contesting isn't you. It's the word in you. It's who you are. It's who you're carrying. So you are a threat to the devil because everyone you meet, you can take out that sword and you can strike that chain. So he will come against you because of the word that you carry. So he doesn't he wants you to stay in worry, he wants you to stay in doubt as Jesus Christ said, it's the worries of the world that choke the seed rendering it unfruitful. So what's the seed? It's the word of God. So in other words, you know you're containing, you're a, you're a container of the word of God. So you have got to let it come out. You've got to let it come out of your mouth. But the devil will come against you to steal the word. I know I've been preaching the kingdom on this podcast for years, for four years now. And it's amazing. You know, the, the, the few people who have been listening and emailing and staying in contact and praying with me together, they are changing and growing and radically different people, I would say, now to two or three years ago. But I wonder how many have fallen away because Jesus said that the Satan would steal the seed immediately, immediately. Remember, the threat to the devil wasn't the man, it was the seed. So, so Father God, would you seal the seed of the kingdom that I've preached today? Because this is not a religious sermon. This is a, not a political sermon, Father God. This is a sermon about your son, about your kingdom. So water the seed. May this person be good soil. May they produce a crop 160 or 30 times. 30 people are going to come to Christ is what that means. 30 times is the minimum. Let's do this, guys. Let's be fishers of men. It's really easy. You let the word of God come out. It's not you. Remember, people don't go up to a mango tree and hug the tree. They rip the fruit off the branches. People don't want you as much as they want your fruit. And your fruit, if you're a kingdom tree, if you've received the kingdom seed today, then your kingdom tree is going to produce kingdom fruit. So people want the seed in the fruit. They want the fruit that you're carrying. So everyone, everywhere you go, you, you tell them the word of God. 
You tell them about Jesus. You tell them about the kingdom. You, d- you declare healing where there's sickness. You declare wealth where there's poverty. You declare adoption where there's abandonment. You declare acceptance where there's rejection. You declare double honor where there's shame. Freely you have received all things and the kingdom. Freely you give. So that's the battle that you're in. I just wanted to acutely make you aware of the specific technical battle that you are in. As a Christian, you are a kingdom seed carrier. Say that out loud. I'm a kingdom seed carrier. That's hyphenated. You are a threat to the devil. The battle that you're in is because of the seed of the kingdom that you carry. He doesn't care. The devil doesn't care if people go to church, if they go to a kumbaya religious service. He doesn't even care if you heal their bodies if you don't tell them about the kingdom. But if you tell somebody about the kingdom of God and they receive the seed of the kingdom, then the devil lost somebody. Then the devil's lost somebody. They are transferred, according to Colossians, from the kingdom of darkness, which is the devil, to the kingdom of light. So you and I are in an amazing roller coaster ride. It doesn't go up and down because the word of God says that we go from glory to glory, that we go from strength to strength, that it's a high and upward calling in Christ Jesus. So don't tell me that you're going down. Because down is not an option, because there's a table in the presence of your enemies. And even in Sheol, God, you are there. Where can I go from your presence? So you and I, it may feel in your emotions that you're going up and down. It might feel like you're in a battle. But I'm telling you the acute technical you know, trouble that you have. Jesus said, you will have trouble in the world, but lo, uh, lo I have overcome the world. So you are fighting a battle, but it's because you are a carrier of the kingdom. It won't help you to hide your seed. Jesus said, don't hide your light under a table, but put it on a table. Let everyone see it. You are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are going to be under attack no matter what. So you might as well go out swinging. You might as well combat the enemy. Because he's going to attack you anyway. As long as you're carrying the seed of the kingdom, he will not stop attacking you. So you might as well take out his head. So it's not about being afraid. It's about wielding the sword of the spirit, taking out some some enemies. So we do that today. You have pray, You can praise the name of Jesus Christ. You can worship the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, I lift up the name of Jesus Christ, which is above every other name. Every demonic spirit is only in the second heaven, but we are in the third heaven. We are in the highest heaven. We are in the holiest of holies. We entered the holiest of holies. I said we entered the holiest of holies by the blood of the Lamb. We are in that place. We are in the holy sanctuary of God. And we stand in that place by the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, over our will, our emotions, our children, our wives, our families, our businesses. In Jesus' name, 
Lord God, let your angels come and and command your word. Let your angels come and implement the word that I've spoken today. Let them implement the word that we will go out and speak with signs and wonders following, Father God. Lord, I ask that the presence of God would be with us to heal in Jesus' name. I'm telling you guys, the devil is spewing right now. He's terrified because you know the truth and the truth has set you free. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Jonathan. Have a wonderful day.